Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Tuesday morning. I apologize for not uh, doing devotions yesterday, but I'll be honest with you, guys and gals, I was absolutely beat. Uh, we worked our Fanny's office weekend uh, trying to get everything together for our Easter presentation and uh, I'll be honest with you today I just can't we still had to, me and Brandy had to get out there and uh, still put up all the uh, sets that we had down there and there's a lot of heavy stuff a lot of running and uh, I've, we're just beat but uh, it was worth it because uh, we had uh, uh, a man rededicate his life to the Lord so you know what? It's every bit of it. All the hard work, that's what it's about. It's seeing souls saved. So praise God for that. And uh, let's see all we have here this morning. We got Miss Angel Dixon, Lois Adams, uh, Kelly Swift, Nancy Tyree, Darlene Barker, Jennifer Honeycutt, Christy Aulis, some woman named Brandy Young, Nicole Barnett. So good morning to all you wonderful people this morning. Appreciate you tuning in, and uh, so I'm glad we can get back uh, to doing our devotions and uh, starting our day off right this morning. All right, let's go ahead and do our stand if you're available. If you're driving in the car, it makes it a little difficult, but if you have the ability to stand, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for the ability to say that wonderful pledge. I tell you, it's, uh, I don't know if y'all get tired of me talking about a few politics here and there in the morning. It just, um, we have to really pray for our nation right now. They, they caught two terrorists trying to cross the borders. That's why we have uh, these borders is not that uh, America is to be cruel. In fact, America is one of the most generous countries uh, to help support uh, nations who are weaker and uh, less fortunate than we are. And uh, it's not that we're, we're trying to keep uh, hurt uh, the innocent. In fact, that's why we have legal ways to come into the country, but with our borders are about protection. And uh, that's why we open up these borders, allow the opportunity. Uh, like just like yesterday, these two terrorists were on a watch list uh, to try to come in and cause harm. But then again, uh, with the amount of liberals that are in uh, in, uh, in our nation's capital right now, they're they're that's all they want is to destroy this nation and uh, and have promote socialism. And it's just a sad state of affairs. It really is. Uh, just like uh, yesterday, you know, I, um, I had to create a whole other Facebook account because uh, what all the damage they done by banning me for a 24-hour period. I can't. I still can't access uh, the church pages uh, and uh, my, my Fighting for Traditional American Values page. I have to go through Brandy's uh, Facebook to uh, access those things. Uh, it's just a pain. Uh, it truly is. Uh, this morning I had a rough time trying to just get these out this morning. And uh, it's, it's been very frustrating to say the least. But uh, we're, they want to silence us. They want to silence Christians. They want to silence conservatives. And uh, it just uh, it amazes me. I'm so sick of this whole cancel culture uh, baloney. Uh, it's just really getting old. I mean, uh, look at Pierce Morgan. I mean, here... <laughs> You know, he's. I consider him a liberal. There's a lot of things I don't agree with him on, but at least he had enough intestinal fortitude to uh, make a stand about free speech and lost his job as a result. 
Uh, you look at DeSantis down in Florida, how 60 Minutes did a hit piece on him. They had to come out with a retraction because they were trying to make him, you know, try to say things that he did not say, and he corrected them on it. And uh, it is uh, a worry about the fascism, the blatant fascism that we're seeing, uh, the Marxist ideas being pushed, and the fact that there's so many individuals who don't even realize what they're doing and the indoctrination of propaganda that our children are getting a healthy diet of uh, that uh, they don't even know any better to take a stand. And uh, uh, I grew up with a sense of patriotism. It was instilled in me at a young age. I have great love for our country and its freedoms. And uh, I'll be honest with you, to see some of the things that are going on, uh, it makes me fighting mad. It really does. It really makes me fighting mad. But... Uh, that's why when I signed up for the Air Force, uh, standing there in the MEP Center in Knoxville, that's why I raised my right hand and took that oath, that oath, that oath, <laughs> that oath uh, to protect this country, both foreign and domestic. And I guess that's why I take it a little more personal. All right. So good morning, Tracy Little. Thank you for tuning in. Well, let's look at our verse of focus this morning. One of my favorites, uh, Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension or all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So praise God for that good word this morning. You know, I have talked a lot about um, my relationship between me and my father. And you all know that I, uh, my dad and I are very, very close, have been since far back as I can remember. You know, I... Uh, uh, we've always been bosom buddies. I don't know, Dad always says, because maybe where he was only 18 when uh, uh, I was popped into the world. And uh, according to him, I slid across the floor like a lizard and they had to catch me. But, um, you know, we've always been very close. And um, I've always seen my dad as a, as, a, as a strong, mighty man. As I know a lot of people Maybe watching this morning, uh, have had uh, that same kind of relationship with their fathers and they see them kind of like Superman, you know. And uh, to see him aging, getting older, it's uh, it's hard uh, to, uh, you, you don't want to face it, you don't want to look at it. I, I still see him as he was 30 years ago, you know, I, just, I don't see him. Uh, so I, I, I have to remind myself that he's uh, getting closer to 70 and it just... Uh, does that seem possible? And uh, uh, I have agonized and I have uh, been brought to tears at the thoughts of losing him and not having him in this world. And um, the Lord's had to bring me, you know, it, it's still, you know, I, I don't ever want to think anything happening to my dad in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But the Lord has had to, to really get through to me that I need dependence completely and totally on him, not on my earthly father. As much as I love my earthly father, uh, I need to have complete, total dependence on him. And uh, because only Christ can give me the strength to get through each and every day. Only Christ can give me the ability to persevere, to endure hardships, to endure pain, to able to push through uh, these things that I cannot overcome on my own. That my spiritual walk is separate from that of my father's, my wife's, you know, our, our walk is different from us. And so uh, to worry about something I have no control over, to produce the kind of anxiety that it does, is self-defeating. You know, there's a lot of people out there, and, I, and I've, I've hit on this before, who may have never had a father. May the father died at an 
early age in their lives. Maybe the father abandoned them. Maybe the father was abusive. You know, uh, the so many the dynamic of an earthly father can have a huge impact on uh, boys and girls. You know, there's a lot of women that have made. Uh, terrible decisions in regards to men because, like it or not, a lot of times women are drawn to men that are much like their fathers, even if that father was abusive. They may, because uh, sadly, that is their normal. They think that that's the way it should be. And uh, likewise, a lot of young men, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of what we're seeing now in our country, the lack, the lack of male leadership and roles in the home. Uh, they, they've not been brought up uh, by godly fathers. They've not been brought up in a home that taught manners, that taught respect, to be shown what masculinity is. And I'm not talking about hyper-masculinity like you see in the 80s movies with Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger. You know, I'm, I'm talking about uh, to, uh, to, to show and demonstrate what it means to be a man. Uh, that it's okay to cry, that it's okay, that you need to treat women with respect, open the car doors for uh, ladies, bring flowers, show how to shake hands, look a man in his eyes when he's talking to him, you know, things that uh, uh, that are, are sadly going to uh, going away, and these young men don't know what it, what it means to be a man, and therefore a lot of times their anxiety levels are very high, they they lash out, uh, their anger is out of control because of. Uh, they don't know how to channel those emotions. They don't know uh, what it means uh, to to deal with these things in a manly way. And uh, I'm not knocking single mothers. There have been a lot of uh, great men that have been produced in this world uh, due to strong, loving single mothers. I'm not knocking them, but there is a a dynamic there that needs to that is out of place. Uh, the young boys and young girls need that male role model in the home. And so it does produce a certain amount of anxiety along, along, amongst individuals. And, uh, and it can have a direct effect on how you view the earthly father. But here's the thing. As close as I am to my earthly father and how much I love him, I love the heavenly father that much more. Just like I was talking about uh, at Easter sunrise service and talking about the great sacrifice that Christ has made and how we, how the very first substitutionary atonement was with that of Barabbas. Barabbas was set to die. He was set to, to be condemned, and yet he found himself free with his family on Sunday morning. We are set to be condemned. We are set to live in eternity in hell. We deserve that destruction. But Jesus Christ took our place on the cross to save us from that very real hell. We have a demonstration of unconditional love. We have a demonstration of what a true father is to be. And so if you lacked that relationship with your early father, we can channel those anxieties and those depressions and all those emotions and give that over to Jesus Christ. He is the father that maybe you've always dreamed of or wanted. He is the father that will never leave you. He is a father that will strengthen you and sustain you and help you in this life. Our anxiety is showing a lack of faith. When you are showing uh, anxiety, when you're showing those in things, you're looking in internally. You're looking at self. You're looking at the inability to, to control something. That's why we have to show total and true dependence upon Jesus Christ. We have to show total and true dependence on God alone. And that's the only thing that's going to help you overcome. If you're, in fact, among uh, if you if you talk to, uh, I don't know what the statistics are specifically, but among Christian counseling, among psychiatry, anxiety is, is the leading cause of most people with mental uh, disorders. Uh, and it may even uh, be a result of OCD and some of these other things that we're seeing. 
But we have to have that dependence. Are you showing complete and total faith in God or in yourself and your abilities? Are you showing total dependence on God in all things in all areas of your life? Well, you need to ask yourself. Sometimes we need to take that spiritual pulse. Am I showing dependence? And, uh, and it's been a long way uh, in this life of mine uh, that the Lord's had to show me, you've got to depend upon me and nothing else. And it's been hard. And Lord's had to, uh, you know, it's not like I have arrived. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still trying. Uh, even in, in doing devotions or teaching on Sunday night and Wednesday nights or preaching on Sunday mornings, I've had to learn the hard way is to depend upon God. I was so uh, focused on my own abilities or the lack of. And I was so focused on uh, trying to memorize this or trying to memorize that and, and comparing myself maybe even to my early father. And, and I was failing miserably. And the Lord was like, listen, you've got to depend on me. You quit worrying about your dad. You quit worrying about your ability. You quit worrying about this. You depend on me. And when I started doing that, I saw a total, complete, uh, what do you call it, a 360 is that what you call it? and uh, uh and i uh, uh and it changed my whole view and outlook on ministry and what the lord wants to do for my life and you need to do that for yourself what does god want from you how can you better be used for lord's service quit worrying about uh other people's abilities quit worrying about what other people can do quit worrying about uh, well well i'm not as spiritual as this person who cares we're all at different levels spiritually you know, you can't uh, just walk off fresh from the street and say, I think I can get in a boxer ring and take this guy. You can get yourself beat to death. It takes years of training and the ability to learn how to deflect and move and hit. And sometimes it's more about getting taking the punch than it is giving the punch. There's things you have to learn, and you, so you, you can't just walk into a ring. Well, as our as Christians, we can't just, just you know think, well, I can't I don't, to be a spiritual giant overnight. It takes time, and, it, and you can't compare yourself. You've got to give it all to Jesus depend on him you put in the work you put in the time reading studying uh, being in the word uh, memorizing scripture spending time in prayer do these things daily depending upon God and God can use you in a mighty way but as long as you're looking at yourself as long as you're looking at loss as long as you're looking at pain you know it's sometimes easy to lash out at family members because of the pain and the experience of your life lashing out at people who've done nothing wrong to you because you don't know how to channel those emotions in the right direction that's why it's imperative that we give it over to God you know um when it, you know, talking about uh, the scary idea of losing my father, like I said, is something that I don't want to uh, uh, think about or, or deal with. And when he uh, has a health issue, I, I try to play it off because I don't, I don't want to think about it. You know, uh, it eats me up. But we all have to face death at some point. You know, uh, it, we'll live eternally with God the Father, but in this temporary dwelling of our bodies. It is temporary, and we have to deal with that pain, and it is not fun. But here's the thing. Emotions, I mean, dealing with pain is normal. Dealing with death is normal. To cry is normal. To miss someone is normal. Those are normal things. But if it's consuming your every thought, if it's consuming your every day, then that's where there's the problem. And that's why I tell people when I do grief counseling, you have to redirect. 
You know, it's okay to miss somebody, but if that's all your day is consumed with, then you're going to have to learn how to, when you start feeling that pain, when you start feeling that depression, when you start feeling that anxiety, when you feel it coming on, you're going to have to refocus, get in the Word, listen to some music, get busy, go outside and work, run, walk, you know, exercise, get out of the house. You've got to, to get your mind channeled in another direction because that is leading you nowhere. The anxiety is getting you nowhere. You know, that's what we read in Matthew 6, uh, I think starting with verse 25, talking about how worrying doesn't add even a second to your day. But if God will take care of the birds of the air, the grass of the field, how much more important are you to him than they? That's why you have to give it over to God and let this stuff go. And, get, and lashing out at other people, living in misery and sadness and fear, and it's not going to get you anywhere. It, in fact, it's impeding your relationship with the Lord because you're showing a lack of faith and a lack of dependence on God Almighty. So you're going to have to uh, ask yourself, am I giving faith and total trust and control to God, or do I think I'm the one who can control this situation? And, you know, that's one reason why I think that we see a lot of atheists, because they, they were not able to control the situation. They throw out a half-hearted prayer to God and uh, didn't answer or go the way they wanted to do, so they blame God and get mad at Him because of, you know, whatever happened in this situation they were praying about. Those of us who are finite, and we're all finite, cannot possibly understand an infinite God. And sometimes it's hard to understand how we can read Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. It's hard to understand that sometimes. But maybe one day when we get to heaven, we'll see, oh, that's why that had to happen. If this hadn't happened, this wouldn't happen. If this wasn't, if this uh, experience didn't happen in my life, then I wouldn't be here. You know, that's what uh, I read something. I don't know if it's on. I guess it's on Facebook. Said, don't be trying to. Don't think that you can erase who you were in your past because then it would affect who you are in your present. And that makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of things in my past I would love to, to change and erase and, and take away. But would I be where I where God wants me today? You know, that it could have a direct effect, kind of like the butterfly effect. I don't know if you ever saw that movie with Ashton Kutcher. Every time he'd go back to change one thing, it would have a major effect in his present. And he would try to change it again, and it would have another dramatic effect. Uh, you know, we just have to trust on God. And whatever happened in our past is past. We need to trust in the Lord from here on out and move forward. And that's the only way, you know, so that we, we can grow closer to Him and have total dependence on Him. Don't depend on anyone else, yourself. We have to depend on God alone. And that's all that's going to help us with our anxiety so that we will have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Be anxious for nothing. When you're anxious, you're sinning. Do you realize that? You're sinning because God's Word says, be anxious for nothing. But by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a wonderful thing. And then right underneath that tells you to what you need to dwell on, what you need to think about, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good. We have that. All right? So, uh, and then we have verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. So, right there, Philippians 4, 6, 7. 8 and 13, you need to read, memorize, and take it to heart. So when you start feeling this anxiety, start feeling out of control, start feeling that uh, depression, we, we channel it and give that to God. Remember that, putting our hand in the nail-scarred hand, knowing that Christ will get us through this thing called life. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. <clears throat> Lord, I know that... Um, uh, for myself and many others who may be watching or listening this morning, deal with anxiety, may deal with depression, may deal with 
feelings of fear and loss. And Lord, help us to cast all those cares upon you because you care for us. Help us, Lord, to show our faith is in you and our dependence upon you and on nothing and no one else. Lord, help us to be strengthened and encouraged by your good word. And Lord, to presume watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for another day, another opportunity to serve you. Give us that guidance and instructions where you would lead us and have us to go. Lord, I do pray for our nation and pray for its leaders that they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, as I pray every morning, and uh, because I know these individuals I pray for are struggling and they're dealing with a whole lot, and I do pray for Wendy Lee and Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and Troy and Lynn and David Feathers. Pray for Roger Winters. I pray for Ron Thompson, Jane Kitchings, Larry and Dinah Knight, and so many others, Lord, that uh, offer up prayer requests and concerns on Facebook each and every day, and Lord, be with those situations needs. All those watching this morning, Lord, you know the hearts and minds and their needs as well. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide, and watch our protection as we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to get to do these devotions. And again, I apologize for the lack of them yesterday, but I was, just, I was pooped. <laughs> So, uh, well, Jennifer Williams says, so need to hear this. Well, thank you, Mrs. Williams. I praise God for any good. Lois said the same thing. So appreciate those kind words. And as always, uh, if you can't watch on Facebook, always go to our website and watch on flbconline.com. So if you ever have problems, can't watch on Facebook, just go over there. And if you haven't uh, already, then subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge and uh, audio only. But I know a lot of people asked about the Easter presentation. It is on or should be on our website. Uh, however, we had some Internet connection problems. Uh, so there were, are areas where it will freeze up. And uh, so I apologize. Being outside like that, it, it, we don't have as strong a sci-fi, sci-fi, <laughs> Wi-Fi signal as we would in the church. And uh, Josh, who was helping me uh, get the video out, which I praise God we're even able to even do that. Uh, he was trying to use his phone as a hotspot to try to help boost that signal as well. So there are a few hiccups there, but you can still watch that. And you could, uh, and on Facebook, we have the um, uh, Easter Sunrise service on there too, if you haven't already seen it. So I do hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. <laughs>